Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Thanks for guys joining us this week. You guys have heard him before in previous episodes. We got Brandon Scoopy Robinson. So, Brandon, nice to, ha- nice to have you. And uh, let's shout out you and swing it over to you and tell us, tell the fans what you got working and cooking up. Hey, hey, man, it's always good to be back with the Society family. Um, you can check out my work um, at Scoopy Radio, uh, which is available on all streaming platforms. Uh, 2.1 million streams last year have been anybody from Shaq to Mark Cuban, the voice of Siri, Pete Sampras, Stefan Marbury, a bunch of people. Um, you can check. I, I consider myself uh, a basketball society emeritus. I'm in and out, but um, you can check out my work there uh, as well as uh, where I'm a senior writer at heavy.com. Um, but yeah, man, it's always good to be with you guys. Scoop I'm back like I never left. And uh, let's get started. Yeah, no, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know it was a little, a little tough getting the time and date to get you on, but you know, we're happy. Yeah, to y'all talk crazy. To you. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to have you. So, um, but you know, I'll k- kick it over to Justin. Justin, um, I know you shouted out last week. Um, <clears throat> Where can they find you up on Twitter and Basketball Society and all that kind of stuff? Uh, you can look up all my work by just typing in Google Justin Kirkland Basketball Society. First thing that pops up, I write about NBA uh, usually, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. And uh, I'm also the host of Just My Take, which is just going to be a short video series where I just, you know, give real quick things. Usually try to keep it five minutes or less, just uh, whatever's going on in the NBA. So you can add me at jkirk41 on Twitter and just see my work through our page. Yes, sir. Big things coming. And uh, a lot of video content is coming from Basketball Society. Um, one of the things we're doing here at the Lakers Lay Three Man Weave is trying to branch into that territory. Uh, Lakers Lay Three Man Weave is kind of just we kind of bring on someone each week. Uh, this week we got special guest with Scoop B. 
Uh, you know, we've had other guests. Uh, we had Jabari Ali Davis. You know, we're trying to get more video content, get good content for Basketball Society and stuff like that, and for the Lakers Nation as the season picks up. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. A lot of stuff to talk about. The scrimmages are over. The next step is the Lakers resume season uh, on Thursday against the Clippers. And uh, before we talk about that, uh, I kind of want to talk about what we saw from the scrimmages. Uh, I'll kick things off with the scoop. Um, so what did you like from the scrimmages from the Lakers? I know we didn't see LeBron and AD um, in the last game, but what did you see from kind of the reserve players and the role players in those three games? Yeah, I think you you nailed it right on the head. Um, the, the reserve players, um, the, 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 the Lakers, I call them the Los Angeles Cavaliers. Um, you got any iteration of LeBron James, Danny Green, uh, as well as J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, and Cook. Um, but those guys on the floor, um, to me, have been quite impressive in that game against the Wizards. I'm um, just looking at my phone now because I took some notes. Uh, J.R. Smith had 20 points. Waiters had 18. Alex Caruso did have 17 uh, as well as Danny Green adding in his 13 points and Quinn Cook uh, chipping in with 12 points. Now you say, yeah, it was the Wizards. This is true, uh, but their starting lineup did not play. Um, and you really got a chance to really see what those guys can bring to the table in a second or third unit come deep into the playoff push. So uh, I, I like their bench, um, particularly because I'm glad J.R. Smith is finally on that team. Um, and I think that um, – I think that – this Lakers team is a team of second chances outside of just their reserves. And it's guys that have something they, they need to prove. Uh, specifically, when you got Jason Kidd, assistant coach, who, you know, is being quoted by other teams. you got Dwight Howard, who's, you know, proving himself uh, this season in a, in a resurrected career in some aspects. Um, and then, you know, you've got other fix-ins like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who found a shooting touch and Danny Green. Just a myriad of other people. So I, I think to specifically answer your question about the scrimmage, I like what I saw. We will see if Anthony Davis does play uh, for the Thursday game, and um, it'll be interesting to see what's next. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought up the J.R. Deion Waiters, you know, comparison because, honestly, those two saw a bulk of the minutes in the scrimmages. They both played 60 minutes plus if you average up all the minutes played. Uh, so they, you know, Dion had a total of 39 points in the – uh, scrimmages and JR got 32. We obviously saw JR's hefty point total more in that last scrimmage. Um, but I just, I, th I think what you got from the scrimmages is what you wanted. You wanted to, these new pieces to come in and show you what they can do and show why Frank Vogel and, you know, um, the, the organization brought them in to do so. And JR shot really great from three, shot seven of 11. I think one of the best shots I saw from the whole, um, you know, scrimmages was the double the, the double pump three-pointer and you know that's just JR doing JR things and Dion is doing what we expected him to do so I thought the all three scrimmages as a, as a whole I liked what we saw from the guys we brought in uh, we didn't get to see a lot of Markeith we saw six minutes in the last game um, you know got six points but he was still productive when he was out there um, so we'll see how much he gets in kind of into the depth and into the rotation of the uh, of the Lakers uh, role. And uh, but what what about you, Justin? What about you, Justin? What do you think about what you saw from all three scrimmages as a whole? Um, I know we touched on Jr. and DM, but was there any other players that kind of uh, leapt out at you? I mean, 
you know, just really quickly, like, I just think a lot, I like, I, I share like a lot of the people's optimism when it comes to what this Lakers team is going to look like in the playoffs. But um, I measure the true value of a player in the playoffs as like, what do you give when your shot is not on? So I know like we need to remember that the two players we're talking about as far as like our optimism here are J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters. And both of them have proven that they can be talented scorers in this league, but at the same time, when it looks bad for them, it looks really bad for the both of them. And the true measure of what these guys provide to this Lakers team, they're not looking for the offense. LeBron and AD are going to take care of that most of the time. What are you going to be able to give without it? And missing Avery Bradley and missing a Rajon Rondo, you know, this, like my question, my only question for them going into um, the regular season and into the playoffs is the IQ of their reserves and the defense of their reserves. So I just think that's something that uh, we still need to keep in mind as we go forward. Yeah. Now the scoop out of all those players that we mentioned, was there any one that you got <laughs> thought, you know, made leaps and bounds in the mind of Frank Vogel that kind of earned more minutes? Um, and you think on the flip side of that, do you think there was any player that didn't necessarily impress um, right off the bat and kind of, you know, regressed in that role? I think Alex Caruso um, is a guy that definitely um, was already solid. Uh, right. I think he proved himself, even during the pandemic, to just be even more solid. Um, and we knew what was going on with him, whether it was from social media or just things he was saying. Um, but to be honest with you, I think uh, the thing that I like about Frank Vogel is he's not really tipping his hand and commenting directly on certain players uh, in, in Zoom media sessions like he was uh, – at the Scoop beginning of the season, uh, pre-corona, um, you see him kind of speaking as a stoic coach rather than, you know, a guy that's on his first year on the job with the, the, a storied franchise in the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I always knew he was a defensive-minded coach. I always knew that big guards would prevail in his system. Um, I've watched him closely during his time in Orlando. Uh, with the, with the magic and even during his time in Indiana where you know he had Lance Stevenson and, and Paul George and what have you. But um, I'm starting to see a stoic Frank Vogel looking to really um, seal the deal potentially. Um, and I think that the Lakers are in a very good position with a lot of guys rested. Anybody that I think um, maybe, maybe outside looking in and maybe Rondo, if, when he comes back, um, because I would assume that the Lakers might be in a groove uh, by the time he comes back. You're thinking, what, five to eight weeks is, is the prognosis of the timetable for his return. And, um, you know, he's doing well. I, I spoke to his uh, brother last weekend, and um, he said he's healing, he's on the mend, and he's doing what he needs to do. And, um, you know, I would imagine he would be ready. You know, I, I, Rondo doesn't strike me. This is not his first time at the rodeo. He knows what it means to come back from an injury. He knows what it's like to win a championship. So I think that the Lakers will be okay. But I think um, when, when, it, when it's all said and done, I think the Lakers, they're an experienced team that knows when to, you know, where the hot hand is. And I think they'll be ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a good point that you brought up about Rondo. Cause like you said, if, Dion's running the point. LeBron's running the point. All those guys are hitting their stride. You know, Caruso's playing inspired basketball. Uh, there's kind of it makes Frank Vogel's job a lot harder because then you're. I would get reminded of the 2009 NBA Finals when uh, the Orlando Magic got there with Ray Ferrolson, who got them to the playoffs, and then J Jameer Nelson was just coming back, and you know, 
Stan Van Gundy had to balance, you know, who who do I play? Do I ride the hot hand or do I bring in Jameer Nelson? So mm-hmm. it's kind of going to be the same thing with how you balance Rondo's experience, IQ, ball handling, decision-making, all that with the players that have been, you know, in shape and all that stuff. But Rondo, is a, like you said, he's a veteran. He's going to be ready when he comes back. Um, it's just a matter of how productive he is when he comes back. And um, I think, so, if I may add, I think the other thing that stands out is um, – He's a point guard, but really, you know, LeBron is a playmaker on that team. Um, I, I had Mario Chalmers on the Scooby Radio podcast uh, about a week and a half ago, and we talked about shooting. And he said to me, um, I asked him, like, what is it like to play with look like if you're a point guard and you're in a situation where you're really playing next to LeBron James? I told him it reminded me a lot of Anthony Mason that one year he played with the Heat with Tim Hardaway where it seemed like there was a, a log jam at the primary ball handler because Pat Riley liked big guards, you know, running it, particularly in, in the half-court subset. And Chalmers simplified it. He said, if you can shoot, LeBron's going to make a player out of you. You know, you know where to stand in the corners. You know he's going to draw those double teams. You look at guys like Daniel Gibson, Danielle Marshall. Hell, the Junior Silgowskis was even a guy that benefited from the 16-foot uh, range, 18-foot range, 20-foot range. So, I think missing Rondo is, is going to be exponentially what it is. But it's so funny because at the beginning of the season, we were talking about Lakers Clippers. And Danny Green uh, was the high man that was having 28 points in that loss at Staples Center Clippers with a home team. And now we're talking about another start of the season or the resume of the season. Um, and, you, again, you don't have John Rondo like you had in the first game. You, you didn't have Kuba as well. But now you're without Rondo. Um, and you may be without Anthony Davis, a guy who I think was behind Danny Green in scoring in that game, but it was a different team back then than it is now. Yeah, absolutely. And even Avery Bradley, who went off against the Clippers, you know, before we went on hiatus, he's gone too. So it's just a matter of who steps up and everything like that. So, Justin, what about you? Any players that, you know, might benefit most from these scrimmages and kind of, you know, earn the trust of Frank Vogel and LeBron James? I mean <clears> – <throat> When, you know, the Lakers question the whole season was who would be a secondary ball handler behind LeBron James. I would say, like, their two biggest questions coming to the season for me was that who would be their secondary ball handler and then who would be their third scorer. And to me, for this Lakers team, both of those questions still remain. Now, they have guys who can fill that role, so we got to see a little bit of that. But I would say Alex Caruso definitely jumps out because of the fact that if the Lakers do not need Rondo when he returns or there's truly a discrepancy as to who they should bring back, that would be because Alex Caruso has come in and he's able to operate the second unit to um, to a high degree. So um, that's definitely the player who has um, had to benefit the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to touch back on something that Scoop B brought up in the beginning about Anthony Davis possibly missing the opener. Uh, that's the news circulating around in the Lakers realm. Right now, you know, he got poked in the eye in the scrimmage. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, a severe injury, but it's definitely an injury that could make him uncomfortable to play, and you might think it's not worth risking it. So he could possibly miss the opener, um, the resumption opener uh, against the Clippers. Um, I want to pose this question to you guys, and I'll lead off with Justin. Do you think the Lakers can win a championship with a, you know, he's not going to be banged up, but with a, Anthony Davis, that's not necessarily 100%. Uh, yeah, you know, like it, it, if it works out and 
their guys are knocking down open shots. Danny Green's knocking down open shots. Uh, J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, who were able to get a lot of their stuff off last night. But it's going to change because playing alongside LeBron, you, we were talking about a little bit on the podcast the other day, like you're more of a wide receiver a little bit. You're going to run routes and you may not touch the ball five, six, seven times up and down the court, but then you're going to get an open three and you're going to have to knock that down. And basketball is a little bit different than um, the style that J.R. Um, Smith and Deion Warriors have been playing recently. But <clears throat> just to answer the original question, um, he they can do it because LeBron is LeBron. And as long as you have LeBron, you have a chance. And I'll take 80, Anthony Davis at 80% and LeBron over any other duo in the league. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody that would really argue with that. Scoop, what about you? Do you think, you know, with a banged-up Anthony Davis, the Lakers stand a shot against the Clippers and the rest of the Western Conference? With a banged-up Anthony Davis, they have a shot. Without Anthony Davis, period, no. Um, I think when you look at what Anthony Davis brings to the table for the Lakers, um, he is by far um, their go-to when LeBron is not there. Um and I think when you get into a situation where Davis is there and LeBron is not playing, I think he and Kuzma play well in a second unit. Um, but I think that LeBron James, who is the big leader on assists, I think the Lakers at points during the season were dependent. And this was last season, too, were depending on him a lot. Um, yeah. And he gets tired. Um, he, he endures well at the age of 35. He's still a, a, a Mack truck without training wheels, without you know, having to get a oil change. <laughs> a well-oiled machine, but like you don't want to run him into the ground either. And so you want to have a healthy Anthony Davis. Um, I, I did see through points during the season where, you know, there were times I think he got hurt in the Phoenix game early in the season. And, you know, a couple other games he sat out. Lakers did all right. Um, but I also think um, I don't want – if I'm thinking Frank Vogel, I don't, I don't want to have a, a – a, a, I, can, I can handle Anthony Davis at 99%. 85%, no. Um, 75%. I need a healthy Anthony Davis, but um, I I think the Lakers uh, are, are, I think they added some key additions, Morris, uh, J.R. Smith, um, and more. And I think, you know, them being a first seed at 49 and 14 in the NBA's Western Conference, I think they're a very underdog first seed um, in the West. But to answer your question, um, I do think they're talented enough to compete with the Clippers but the Clippers have had rest all year. I mean, hell, if you want to be serious about it and be joking at the same time, Magic City was nothing more than loads management for Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, no, that, he's not right. They, and they might be the most rested team over the course of the regular season as well. And I know everybody's had a four-month layoff, but that's absolutely true. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, you know, if, they, if they're rusty, you know, Lakers can take advantage of that. And, I think, you know, with the depth that the Lakers do have, you know, with Dwight Howard playing inspired basketball, JaVale McGee, we saw how dominant he was in that second Lakers scrimmage, you know, getting going – in the first scrimmage, getting going early and often. Um, you know, he's playing good basketball. You got Dwight, you know, Markeith's coming back, Kuzma. The front court is really playing really um, inspired basketball. They're playing really well um, together and on the court. And I think if Anthony Davis goes down for a limited amount of time, I think, you know, the rest of the team can pick him back up and we're going to see LeBron James, you know, pick up the rest of the squad as well and, you know, take over the game. So I think it definitely is possible. Uh, I don't think, you know, that no, I don't think you necessarily want him out for a seven game series, 
Um, but I think you can win a game or two without Anthony Davis. Um, but it, it's possible. So I agree with that. And I want to talk about some of these players that, you know, maybe not a lot of people have heard of. If you're a Lakers fan and you watch the G League, you obviously know these names. They're they're pretty they're pretty well known names in South Bay. Uh, that is Devonte Kaycock, Costas Antetokounmpo, and Taylor Horton Tucker. They were invited to the bubble for uh, the Lakers to participate in Orlando. We saw a little bit of them get some run. And BJ mentioned it a couple weeks back about how you know they're really high on Costas and Horton Tucker, and I think it's there's good reason to do uh, to be excited about them. So scoop. What are what are your takes on these young players, and do you think there's any one out of those three that really has a spot with the Lakers organization in the next coming years? Taylor is definitely somebody of interest, particularly because he came out of the draft last year, and I know that when they were looking to make adjustments uh, within the roster, if you pay attention to me on Twitter, uh, just different things that are being discussed, whether it's movement, free agency signings, one of the apprehensions. Lakers were having about what's the young movement in the future. And one of those guys, you know, it's like, okay, do we cut? You remember, it was like, do we cut um, Talon? Do we cut uh, Quick Cook? Uh, or do we cut, um, what's his face? That was on the, on the, um, the Nuggets, and I interviewed him uh, during All Star, uh, number 30. Uh, on the Hornets? No, he's on the, um, the Denver Nuggets now. Oh. Can't think of his name right now, but uh, I'm, I'm Googling it while I'm talking to you. But what I'll say is when you look at the Lakers team um, and the, some of the items that they were able to cut, they still found a way to keep Quinn Cook. They still found a way to keep uh, Taylor, and there must be a reason. I mean, even them talking about some way, uh, finding a way to cut Caruso, and they didn't do that. To me, they see something in um, Caruso that they want to keep. And um, I think that when you're building towards the future, either they see something we don't see with trade bait, or they actually think that Taylor can compete. And um, I, I think that's interesting. I think that um, he's somebody that is. Is it uh, Troy Daniels? Sorry, Scoop. I was trying to Google while talking to you. So. Yeah, no, got you. Well, I sat with Troy Daniels um, in February uh, out in uh, Chicago doing All Star. And we sat mm. in a Neiman Marcus dressing room. Oh. <laughs> he was doing like a public appearance and so I needed a place where I needed like there was no noise and I remember saying to him like how do you feel about potentially being the odd man out like and being cut he was like I'm ready for it if it happens it happens but the thing is from everything I was hearing that was the man I was hearing was going to be cut so that they could sign Morris but nobody ever talked about Taylor because Taylor was a two-way player there's something about them, about him and Quinn that they like. I don't know what it is, but they like him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm high on I'm high on Kaycock just because I liked what he brought. You know, coming out of college, he was a great rebounder, great shot blocker, and then in the G League, he did the exact same thing. He averaged you know 11 rebounds per game. He was that solid in, interior presence, and <laughs> given given what the Lakers have in the front court and in terms of contracts. Um, for next year, they got JaVale McGee locked up for next year. Dwight's gone. So maybe, you know, Kaycock's one of those guys that they can slot in as a bench center you know, behind JaVale McGee and kind of groom him to be that center of the future. Um, but I, I agree. I think Talon is one of those players that 
you know, you see it in the scrimmages and necessarily you don't see it for the full time he's out there, but there's glimpses where, you know, he's, he's finding players at the right time. He's doing the right things. He's got that savvy that you want out of a young player that you can kind of project him to be a player that might work with what the Lakers are going for in the future. So I think those two, I think those two. And and I'll add, you talked about Dwight Howard um, and him being off the books next season. Um, specifically when it comes to free agency, like, you know, so many Anthony Davis effects, there'll be some pieces that are, that are missing. I'll just hint that, you know, if there's a situation where Portland does not resign Carmelo Anthony, you fill in the blanks. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be that, you know he has discussed a, a, a farewell tour, um, so much so that there's been conversation with the Jordan brand company about releasing um, – Seven uh, of his best sneakers um, ever, mm-hmm. and created an mm-hmm. image for a farewell tour. That if he does become or go into his last uh, year of, of, of playing basketball next year, whether it's in LA or whether it's in Portland or wherever it is, that is some of the schematics. Um, that will be running. So you heard it first here. Oh man, okay. That's not. Nah, I was about to say that's a that's a scoop, scoop. That's a deep cut right there. So <laughs> it's a double scoop. Yeah, nah, I keep my eye on that. I'll keep my eye on that. Wow. No, that's that's awesome. I would. I'm I'm all for it. You know, if the Lakers win a chip this year, you know, bring Carmelo on next year for a fun ride. I, I'm I'm with it. So yeah. Um, look, I mean, we need we need. Yeah, go on, go on, Scoop. I have to say, if it's supposed it could be, because you know how they try to get me online. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you go, that's the talk. Yeah, that's the talk. Hey, look, I'll, I'll sign up for one more year of Carmelo Anthony and uh, Jamal Crawford, who we haven't seen yet. So uh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on both of those. And I know you got something for that, too. So I'll be keeping my eye on both of them. I know how it is. I know how it is. So... <laughs> We going we we definitely gonna keep our eye out and wait because Jamal like in interviews I've listened to him a couple times over this past week and he's just saying I'm just playing for the moment I'm just playing for the moment I'm just playing for the moment so it's like all right you know we gonna see what's up he's got he's got something coming you know you know you know Jake Jamal Crawford's always got something cooking um, yeah. It's nothing but, uh, you can say yet I understand it's nothing you can say yet. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's great content, guys. Um, But no, that kind of wraps it up. I kind of wanted to end it on that note, you know, just talking about, you know, the future of the Lakers and if there's, you know, some names to kind of throw out, kind of keep an eye out for, um, you know, that might be on the horizon for the Lakers' future. And, you know, now we heard Carmelo, and I wasn't expecting to go that route today. So that's uh, that's awesome. So, uh, Scoop, I want to, you know, thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure when you do – um, jump on with us. It's always a fun conversation. You always give us a little bit of nuggets to, you know, think about and plan around. So uh, I want to appreciate, um, I want to extend my appreciation to you for joining. Um, I'll give you the opportunity to, you know, plug stuff that you're working on and again, you know, their Twitter, all that stuff. So, um, Twitter, Twitter, Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat, Scoop underscore B, and make sure most importantly uh, that you subscribe to the Scoop B radio podcast available on all streaming platforms. Um, articles as an emeritus professor at Basketball Society, <laughs> as well as you know my work at Heavy.com. So yeah, man, um, you never know what comes up, and um, 
I'll be paying attention to the Titans by come September. I'll tell you that. Yes, sir. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 